A court has dismissed a lawsuit that claimed a boss had bullied an employee by farting. There's a huge share of Americans that aren't having sex these days, and it's reached a record high. And for 30 years, 1980s Garfield phones have been washing up on a French beach. These are the weird stories for today. This is Jonesy, the host of Weird AF News, the only daily podcast about weird news, hosted by a comedian. I appreciate your presence today. Let's get into our weird stories, shall we? Is farting around your employees a form of bullying? Well, a court has dismissed a lawsuit that claimed a boss bullied employees in Melbourne, Australia by farting. An Australian appeals court dismissed this bullying case by an engineer who accused his former supervisor of repeatedly farting toward him. Toward him? Hmm. Do we have video of this? I want to see I want to see video of someone like a grown adult farting toward a an employee. I don't I mean I have a I have a hard time believing that this is what was going on. I I'm, I'm not saying that the supervisor didn't fart around the employee, but to repeatedly fart toward him. I mean, look, we all know none of us can aim our farts, okay? You learn that by the time you're like 7 years old. You're like, "Damn it." I can't really shoot these things the way I want to. I mean, at least boys do. I don't know. Women are much more mature. You guys probably aren't experimenting with trying to aim your farts ever in your life. I mean, that's just ridiculous male stupidity stupidity behavior. <laughs> Is that a... That doesn't fit. Um, by the way, my throat's sore and I'm getting a cold. I don't know why. It's weird. Uh, please bear with me. The Victoria State Court of Appeals upheld a Supreme Court judge's ruling that even if engineer David Hinks' allegations were true, flatulence did not necessarily constitute bullying. Oh, so they're saying that farting, just farting is not bullying. That's where they're falling on this decision in um, Australia. If this was in the U.S., though, I guarantee you the Supreme Court would rule that farting is a form of bullying. Definitely Definitely. If it hasn't already happened, it's going to happen someday. Well, this guy, this employee, Hinks, says he's going to take his case to the high court, which is Australia's final court of appeals. Yeah, it's where you, where you face the, the final big boss on the highest level of this Australian court video game. He's 56 years old. He's seeking 1.8 Australian dollars. I'm sorry, 1.8 million Australian dollars, which, by the way, is about 1.3 million U.S. dollars in damages. You gotta ask for almost two million Australian dollars because someone farted around you. I mean, like, really, sir, fifty-six-year-old sir. This sounds to me like you're trying to formulate some sort of scheme to pad your retirement funds. Is what it sounds like to me. The man testified that he had moved out of a communal office space to avoid the supervisor's flatulence. He told the court that whenever his supervisor, Mr. Short, would enter his small windowless office, which was several times a day, he would break wind. He alleged that his supervisor would regularly break wind on him or, or at him. He says that his supervisor thought this to be funny. <laughs> he actually wrote, wrote this in his deposition, apparently. He's claiming this is what happened. So apparently the guy laughed at him and did this repeatedly. I find it difficult this happened, but... I guess anything's possible. He said he would spray his supervisor with deodorant and call him Mr. Stinky. <laughs> this sounds to me like you were both joking around or something. 
if you if you introduce Mr. Stinky as this nickname for him, like, I don't know. I mean, this doesn't seem to warrant $2 million in damages. He says he would fart behind me and walk away. He would do this five or six times a day. Every day? Who's got this much flatulence? The supervisor told the courts that he did not actually recall farting in this man's office repeatedly, but he may have done it once or twice. <laughs> he also has been accused of abusing the employee the employee over the phone using profane language and taunting him. Now, that's completely unacceptable, and th- there could be recordings of that as evidence, but I don't know how you're going to... I don't know where the evidence of this flatulence is going to come from. Listen, we cannot tolerate bullying in the workplace. I am anti-workplace bullying. I was bullied by a general manager. The first real job, the first full-time job I ever had. This guy was a piece of shit, and he bullied lots of people. Back then, though, you couldn't just, you know, sue someone for bullying like you can now, you know. Back then, we just kind of took the bullying as part of life. Which it is, it is, it's part of life, but there now seems to be some, at least there's a few organizations that you can run to and tell them your story. I don't know if they would believe a flatulence story like this. No, the general manager that I was dealing with had a, had a violent temperament. And, and language like you, phew, I mean, you, I couldn't believe what came out of this guy's mouth, the way he spoke to employees. It was just, yeah. Anyways, do you guys agree with... The uh, court's findings, is flatulence a form of bullying or not? I want to know. Have you been bullied in such a way? Have you been bullied by this gas, a gaseous substance, by your supervisor, manager, general manager, or maybe even your neighbor? I want to know. Call Weird AF News, 646-450-2012. Do not call Weird AF News and aim a flatulence at me through the phone. I will not tolerate that sort of bullying. That is podcast bullying, and it will not be tolerated. I will contact the Podcast Bullying Association. (laughs) The number of Americans not having sex has actually reached a record high, and I'm very disappointed in my country for this. So the share of U.S. adults reporting no sex in the past year reached an all-time high in 2018 underscoring a three-decade trend line marked by an aging population and higher numbers of single or unattached people. But among the 23% of adults, or nearly one in four, who spent a year in a celibate state, a much larger than expected number of them were 20-something men, according to the latest data. That's because there's so many nerds now. Nerd culture is taken over and it's leaking into the bedroom. Bunch of nerds. They'd rather play Fortnite than get laid. What's wrong with you people? You're missing out on the greatest things in life because you got your face in a video game. <laughs> Am I wrong? I don't know. I could be. Experts who study Americans' bedroom habits say there are a number of factors driving what they're calling the great American sex drought. Well, age is one of them. The 60 and older demographic climbed from 18% of the population in 96 to 26% in 2018. The share reporting no sex has consistently hovered around 50%. And because that age group is growing relative to everyone else, it has the net effect of reducing the overall population's likelihood of having sex. Okay, because half of people age 60 and older don't have sex in a year, 
that's affecting and leading to the 26%. But I still can't um, understand this young people situation. I heard that young people are having less and less sex, but I didn't believe it. But now the, the, the data is coming to the forefront now. We're seeing that it's actually true. Changes at the other end of the age spectrum may be playing an even bigger role because the portions of Americans 18 to 29 reporting having no sex in the past year more than doubled between 2008 and 2018 to 23%. It's unbelievable. A quarter of people between the ages of 18 and 29 have gone a year without sex? How? Well, Jonesy, we're more evolved than you, obviously. We don't need these base animalistic activities to, to have a fulfilling lifestyle. No, we find we find joy in other things like going on dating apps and swiping all day but never actually meeting up with anybody. <laughs> oh, and taking selfies takes up a lot of our time as well. Why have sex with someone when you could just take selfies of yourself? Why love another individual when I could just love myself all day? <laughs> Jean Twenge, professor of psychology at San Diego State University, author of a book called Why Today's Superconnected Kids Are Growing Up Less Rebellious, More Tolerant, Less Happy, and Completely Unprepared for Adulthood. That's the name of the book? I think you got to... Look, I'm no publisher, but like, cut down on the title of that book. It's a little long, Jean. She said in an interview that growing sexlessness among America's 20-somethings is primarily attributed to partnering up later in life. Really? What does partnering up have to do with sex? Seriously. Like, no one's waiting to get married to have sex anymore, Gene. I don't know if you, uh, I don't know what century you think you're living in. But uh, people don't go, well, I'm going to wait till I find my partner to have sex. No. No. The ubiquitousness of uh, dating apps and, uh, you know, just one night stand lifestyle. Like, there's more sex going on or available than ever before, really. So there's something else going on. It's not that they're waiting to, to partner up. They're doing... There's got to be another factor. Well, it does say that uh, young men now are also more likely to be living with their parents than young, than young women. So this explains why the young men aren't having as much sex. Now, that makes more sense. A lot of people living with their parents. So, you know, the opportunities to have sex are being cut down. Sure. Plus, like, if when someone finds out you live in your mom's basement, they don't want to, in general, they don't want to sleep with you. I think that's going on, too. In 2014, for instance, 35% of men ages 18 to 34 were living in their parents' home, compared with 29% of women in that age group. When you're living at home, it's probably harder to bring sexual partners into your bedroom, this woman says. That, that makes more sense to me. One final factor that may be affecting Americans' sexual habits at all ages is technology. There are a lot more things to do at 10 o'clock at night now than there were 20 years ago. Streaming video, social media, games, everything else. This is true. Every movie, every TV show, every book ever written is now in the palm of your hands. So this is, another, this is a major factor, I think, more than anything else, is that there just, there's alternatives to it. But I really, I, you know, I think these people need to experience the joys of sex to begin with, and then they'll, they'll want to have more of it. I mean, to me, sex is like in like the top three activities that I could, you know, find myself doing. I just enjoy it much more than most things. Uh, but I have had, I've had great moments of sexual ecstasy again and again and again, using various 
chemicals and <laughs> positions, <laughs> you name it. Uh, maybe these people aren't experiencing those things. You must, you must get out there. I implore you, young people, get out of your parents' basement. Put down the game, the, the video game controller. Get out there and have some amazing sex and you'll, you'll want more of it. You'll be like, oh, hold on for the helicopter. As I tell all young people what to do with their lives, because I am, I suffer from hubris, obviously. God damn this helicopter. What are you, hovering over my face? Can we pay Jonesy enough to move out of here, please? Okay. Where was I? Oh, I implore you, young people, get out of the basement. Get out of the basement and go go get a hotel room with the, somebody that you meet online. And <laughs> I'm just kidding. Find a friend. Come on. A friend with a benefit. Do those exist anymore, friends with benefits? That's a thing we used to do. Um, I just can't speak enough about sex and how amazing it is. And how you, you can actually use it for, to, to gain higher states of consciousness. And it's a great way to forget your worries, of course. And it's a lovely way to get to know somebody, you know? What's really going on inside them? Yes. So come on, young people. Stop letting us down. You're embarrassing my country by not getting laid. Jeez. What are, you, what are the Europeans thinking about us? Lame. They're like, what, how about lame individuals? Listen, you're not going to get good at it if you don't get out there and do it. That's just my, that's my advice to you. Just go get laid! What are you waiting for? For 30 years, Garfield telephones have been washing up on a French beach. And now we know why. Brittany. I actually met someone from Brittany over the weekend. Coincidentally. So, year after year... They came, orange, plastic, hungry for lasagna. A self-satisfied face stuck in a permanent grin, sometimes coming intact, other times in pieces, broken, coated in sea grime. It never stops coming, one local person said. Yes, that's right, it never stops. For 30 years, Garfield the cat phones keep washing up on the beaches of France. What? How is this even real? This is like one of the weirdest ones ever. Nearly 200 Garfield phones and Garfield phone pieces have washed ashore within a 15-mile stretch of beach near Brest in 2018 alone. 200 in one year. Why, locals wondered, why did Garfield phones wash on our shores <laughs> off the coast of Brittany? Well, French environmentalists sought an answer. They were hoping to finally stop the rel relentless, whimsical Garfield pollution. An anti-littering group called Arvalansu started a media blitz about these Garfield phones, which caught the attention of a local farmer. This farmer remembers a stormy day in the 1980s. From that day on, the phones have appeared on the beaches nearby with very much regularity. The farmer contacted this anti-pollution company and told them about the incident. He also recalled, tucked away in some sea caves, a container that blew off the ship that day. So, curious anti-littering crusaders followed the farmer into the sea cave, and there they found the remnants of a broken shipping container. All around, pieces of Garfield phone. 
At last they found the breeding ground of their orange mystery. This is the first time in our lives that we've seen that, says the an anti-littering group spokesperson. Alas, while the mystery is solved, the problem is not solved because Garfield will continue to wash up on the shore because the container is wedged in an inaccessible spot along the shore. Oh, damn it. This is going to be hit with Garfield phones for the next 20 years. For now, all the locals can do is continue to police the beaches. The beaches. <laughs> My throat is so fucked up. I'm sorry. Police the beaches for those errant telephone cats forever seeking a pookie to keep them company. Imagine that. Just you're laying on a beach and then all of a sudden, you know, you look up and there's a Garfield face just staring at you from the tip of a tiny sand dune. Or worse, you go to swim in the ocean nearby and you get your leg wrapped up in a phone cord. You think it's a deadly sea creature of some sort. You're like, the the giant octopus is is visiting the shores of Brittany and trying to pull me asunder. Only to find that it's, oh, never mind, it's a Garfield phone cord. I thought it was a giant squid like I've read about in ancient lore. But no, it's Garfield's phone. It's an orange phone cord attached to the smiling face of someone who loves lasagna. (laughs) It's so weird. I gotta say, I wouldn't mind owning a Garfield phone. So anybody living in Brittany, if you come across one, please, rather than recycle it, just box it up and mail it to me. I'll give you my address. Send me that. That would be one of the coolest things I could ever receive. There's there's an 1980s Garfield phone that was washed up upon the shores of Brittany. A memento from a loyal fan of Weird AF News who also enjoys a... The beaches of France. (laughs) I'm trying to think of a stranger thing I can imagine washing up on the shore. Yeah. You know, maybe a bunch of Superman spatulas. That'd be pretty weird. These Superman spatulas, where are they coming from? Oh, there's a legend of a crate that fell off a ship long ago. Legend has it it was filled with Superman spatulas, but no one's found this crate. (laughs) All right, I better stop. And if you listened to the podcast yesterday, you may have been alarmed by an announcement that I made that there would no longer be Florida Fridays because the governor of Florida sent me an angry email. Well, that was April Fool's and you fell for that shit. I can't believe you guys. Come on. You know it's April Fool's. You think I'm not going to do a prank on April Fool's? This is Weird AF News. Hello. I'm a comedian, right? By the way, wasn't that email amazing? I think the reason why I fooled so many people was because the email was so well done. I think. Although I did throw some ridiculous things in there um, that should have clued you in on the fact that this was not real. By the way, you can read the email on my Patreon. Um, you have to join the Patreon to do so. P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash weird AF news. I got some emails and messages about this Florida Fridays. People were alarmed by it. Stanley Robinson wrote, Hey, Jonesy, my name is Stanley Robinson. I'm originally from Florida, born and raised. But you see, I got the hell out of Florida. I live in Tennessee now. (laughs) Well, that's not much better, Stanley. Just kidding. He says, and I have lived here for 20 years. He says, don't buckle so fast on Florida Fridays. What you do is satire, and satire is covered under free speech. Your stories are a matter, these stories are a matter of public record, and you're giving them a satirical spin. This is your take on them. Think Saturday Night Live and any other type of comedy. I think the governor of Florida was, has overstepped his bounds in this case and that you do have a legitimate right to do your Florida Fridays podcast. Of course, 
This is only my opinion. I'm not a lawyer. Anyway, my wife and I enjoy your podcast. Sincerely, Stanley L. Robinson. Thank you, Stanley. That was lovely. I'm glad that you cared, actually. <laughs> uh, Amos wrote me. He says, he says, about no more Florida Fridays. Are you serious? If so, check out Legal Shield. They're cheap. <laughs> I can even afford them on my disability check. Pretty much Legal Shield is how big fancy lawyers get out of having to do pro bono, pro bono cases. And then he writes, and then, oh, and I just remembered that I'm a day behind and yesterday was April Fool's Day. LOL. Good one, Jonesy. You got me. Take care, brother. Amos, you take care, man. Sorry to spring that on you. Um, I love how he, he suggested that I go to Legal Shield. I don't mean to promote Legal Shield. They're not paying me, but, you know. Teresa Lamar had a little thing to say about tall people and short people. She says, I, I myself personally think anyone over 5'4 is tall. Six feet is a giant. I'm only four foot nine, so really, I guess almost everyone is tall for me. Then she writes, crazy-ass people freaking out over Harry Potter's books. I can't even start in on that. Yeah. Bye, Jonesy. Thank you for writing. Appreciate that. Uh, PJ on Twitter wrote a suggestion to, for people to listen to uh, some real-life funny podcasts. Try Weird AF News, Monday to Friday. Monday to Friday. Fridays are the funniest. Each episode is about 15 minutes, so I listen while I'm getting ready for work. Hilarious podcast by the only comedian doing weird news, Funny Jones. Thank you, PJ. I'm loving it. Mel Fitch, Finch wrote on Facebook, Hey, Jonesy, clearly Ron DeSantis, the governor of Florida, takes life too seriously. Here in Australia, we have plenty of towns and cities that are subject to jokes. I've never heard of a dumbass politician spitting the dummy about that. Spitting the dummy. I guess that's an Australian phrase that means uh, complaining, maybe. I would tell my Florida listeners to vote her out ASAP. Vote her out? I think it's a he. Uh, and, and enjoy the humor and the singing. Don't they appreciate the free publicity of the state of Florida? You make a good point, Mel, don't they? Yeah, I'm sure they do. I was just joking with that, by the way, in case you didn't know. Uh, but thanks for writing in, and I'm, I apologize for freaking everybody out about Florida Fridays going away. <laughs> but I had to, you know, it was April Fool's. You had to do something. As always, thanks for listening to Weird AF News. I appreciate you as a loyal listener. Please rate my podcast. Write me a review if you, if you dig it or if you hate it. Tell a friend or a neighbor or a lover. For those of you who live in the U.S., you're probably not having sex. Therefore, you probably don't have a lover because apparently that's what's going on. Well, get a life. Get laid. And then tell your lover about Weird AF News. What the hell's wrong with you? Uh, also, reach out to me if you feel like it. Funnyjones at gmail.com. Or you can call 646-450-2012. Or on Instagram, it's at funnyjones. On Twitter, at funnyjones. And on Facebook, it's comedianjonesy. Check out the Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash weirdafnews, where I recently put up a bonus episode, among other things, published some prank calls to Florida, and even the fake letter from the governor of Florida that I, that I came up with. So check that out. Oh, yeah, there's some pretty cool interviews on there, and videos as well. For instance, the video I just put up there of me visiting an antique vibrator museum. Don't you want to see that shit? Yes, you do.